How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Buddy's House of Horror Podcast. Happy summer, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We took a very laid-back approach to the show today. Me and my friend Midnight Miles just took some time to talk about some of the films that have come out so far in 2023 that we've watched and liked, some films that are coming out later on this year that we're looking forward to seeing, and of course, had a conversation about Resident Evil 4, something we've been waiting to talk about on the show for a long time. So I hope you guys enjoy the discussion. If you guys haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to my channel wherever you're listening to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, wherever you get the show, make sure you're subscribing, hitting that like button, and leaving a review if it allows you to. And with that, we're just going to get right to the show, so now let's get spooky. Welcome to Buddy's House of Horror. This is Midnight Miles. Not Buddy the Bruiser Candela, but he's letting me do this intro for the first time ever. Here, I should say my co-host right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who do we have here? This is Buddy from Buddy's House of Horror. Miles, I'm taking the day off. The show's yours. Just whatever you want to oh, talk about. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, I'm, kids. I'm, I'm... We're going to go into a deep dive of the uh, Puppet Master franchise. Get ready. Put your fucking uh, seatbelts on. Let's go. The dude, and this is a little sidebar, since you happen to bring up Puppet Master, but three days ago, four days ago, whatever it was, was the 20th anniversary of The Room, and Greg Sestero, one of the, the leads, is like in Puppet Master, like, five or six, like, one of the, like, shitty ones, like, while he was shooting The Room, he was also shooting Puppet Master five or six, whichever that's, one it was. That's some incredible trivia. Trivia you'll only get at Buddy's House of Horrors. I cannot believe I pulled that out of my head. That's some legit <laughs> shit, man. That's some Seriously. legit shit right there. Um, happy Independence Day, everyone. We're recording this pretty damn close to the 4th of July, so if you hear some explosions, it's simply my redneck neighbors just doing something <laughs> crazy next door. The cats have been going insane, so if you hear any random cat noises it's them reacting to the fireworks outside and other shenanigans which may or may not happen during the course of this podcast so miles glad to have you here glad me being along for the ride this is your show tonight oh my god i'm just kidding it's our show um we're just gonna talk about whatever we feel like there's no set you know sort of parameters for this we have like some bullet point stuff that we want to touch on but this is sort of the midway point of the year july um july 4th actually is the last major u.s holiday until halloween so this is actually kicking off the halloween season where we're going to be talking about, about labor day major holiday oh yeah you you see people you know Going for all the Labor Day decorations at fucking Michael's and shit? No. I guess not. I guess you're Come on, guess man. That's right. At least I didn't fuck up and say Memorial Day and be like, I have <laughs> my shit all, all back, yeah. backwards. But uh, Halloween season starts July 5th, man. We're already getting ready, man. When this comes out, then... It will be the Halloween it will, season. It's basically me Halloween, so fuck <laughs> it, guys. I actually had a cup of uh, pumpkin spice coffee today that was left over from the cup itself wasn't left over from last halloween but uh at work someone had ordered a new keurig that was on sale and there was a bunch of like autumn coffee left over like the k-cups yes yeah. so i got some of that apple spice coffee some of that pumpkin spice 
I had a cup this morning, you know. Got it. N nice to have a pumpkin spice coffee on the 3rd of July, you know what I'm saying? We've never really talked about this. I know you're a coffee guy. Are you strictly hot or do you dabble in the iced? I wish the audience could have just seen my what cat. We just my, saw. My, as I said, the cats are wigging out right now. Um, uh, Binky in particular, I think maybe when I a, had. There's there, a fly. Yeah, because he, he's obsessed with outside. So there's always a door open in the house, and he's looking out the screen door. So now I believe he is chasing some sort of insect around my house. That but was... it's totally fine. But iced coffee, what is your stance? Okay. I drink probably four iced coffee drinks a year. Probably would be like the, the, the – and actually I had one on Saturday um, for some reason because I just wanted to mix it up. Uh, but it was straight ice, you know, iced coffee with a little bit of, you know, cream and stuff like that. But primarily, 95% of the time, I'm drinking hot coffee. So I, I would not consider myself a coffee guy, but I do frequent coffee pretty often. The pumpkin cream cold brew from Starbucks, and I'm not a Starbucks guy. It's genuinely phenomenal. I've so you so you need to work that it. into your rotation this year at least all right. once. All right. Not I, uh, not the I'll pumpkin try. spice, not like just like the drip coffee. Yeah. The pumpkin cream cold brew. Pumpkin it's very specific. Brew. I feel like that'll be one of those things they advertise, correct? Probably yeah. like on the on the. It's probably yeah, on yeah. the. It's probably on the paper. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm talking about? They have the other ones on the doors or on the you know the uh, drive-through windows or whatever. I'll I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, that actually does sound. Uh, it sounds pretty good right now, to be honest. Um. Even though it's it's actually the hottest it's been all day today right now. It's like 79 degrees at, at whatever time we were doing this right now. It was like 73 earlier. So definitely doesn't feel like Halloween's coming yet. Not yet. You know it's an A-tier podcast when Miles is talking about the weather. So I mean, I'm basically a, I'm basically the crypt keeper. If people, people want to know what I look like that don't know me on this podcast, just imagine uh, the crypt keeper from uh, HBO's Tales of the Crypt. Uh little little shout out little plug there but um but anyways so we're halfway through the year basically we did say we had a couple couple little bullet point things but we're gonna kind of talk about horror and like where it's been this first six months out of the year do you have anything you, you want to say to start that or um well i guess before we sort of like dive into horror specifically we were kind of talking about this before, so we may as well just keep talking about it. I just went on a trip. You are going on a trip at some point. In August, yes. yes. Which is somewhat horror-related. It will be, yes. So Bucket list trip this year. It's summertime. People are talking about vacations. So I just got back from a road trip. I was gone for like five days. And one of the stops was in Salem, which was a huge bucket list thing for me. Um... We were actually there the same weekend as Pride. We weren't aware of that, but it's almost as if they knew we were coming. Um, but it was very, it was very good. It was chill. Um, it was surprisingly not very busy, which was a good thing for Salem because I guess if you try to go in October, it's kind of like shoulder to shoulder. Like you can't really like get into anything or do anything. So we went at like a really chill kind of time. Um, checked out some museums. There's so many like horror like wax museums and like you know kind of like tourist trappy kind of things there yeah. um but there was like a good one it was it was like 15 bucks to get in it's called like count orlock's nightmare gallery 
Um, I've seen this online. I mean, it's pretty small, but like if you take your time in there, it's definitely worth it. I mean, they've got like a, in the big in center of the room, like the main like showcase area. It's just a full size alien versus predator, just like duking it out, like in the oh, middle wow. of the room. Um, it's did, got, you, did you get pictures? Of there's no no flash photo. There's no photos oh, of any kind. Oh, wow, photos or man. video of any kind. Oh wow. Um, we did pick up some stuff from the gift shop in there. They had like some like original artwork from some like local artists and shit. So we got that there. Um, tons of wax figures. Tons of history in there. Um, there's a, a cinema in the movie theater. A cinema in the movie theater. A cinema in the mall. Yeah. It's the mall's, like, movie theater, but it's also, like, half an indie theater. Okay. Um, we didn't see anything there when we were there, but we did get some, like, cool pins and stuff. We have a couple gifts for you, by the way, from oh. the from the cinema, oh, naturally. Oh, Jesus. Um, well, but, yeah, Salem you. was great. I want to go back. I want to go when we have a little bit more time. It was just, like, one stop on a bigger, like, road trip scenario, so we were only there, like, a day and a half. But would definitely love to go back, and you should go at some I'd point. Like, I'd like to go. I probably would do – I probably would try to do it, like, twice in my life and do – because I've always wanted to go, too, but I always would have gone probably to when it's, like, around this time of year because I just figured, I mean, you're not going to have like, – you'll be able to actually, like, look around the city a little bit more and stuff like that. Um, but then I'd also probably like to do a fall. It necessarily wouldn't even have to be – I wonder what it would be like, I guess, mid-thought as I'm changing it. What it would be like maybe like the first or second week of November. Like if there would be – just because all the leaves in New England and maybe some stuff that would still be there. It would probably be like actually look more like what you envision Halloween looks like in your head. Because like the seasons have been like all fucking off. Yeah. Like because yeah, right have. now – I mean now it's like summer, summer. But we hit summer in like April here basically and then it went back to spring yeah <laughs> and then it's like yeah it was it was like what 82 like the end of april and then there were weeks where it was like 55 and blowing rain or no sun to be seen you know it's, but just like in recent years like i found that like your picturesque like what you assume fall or autumn looks like you typically see that like september october but really it's been like november and like december has even really been like the time where it's your piss picturesque like autumn i took you know. I took a train ride Halloween weekend 2021 and every mind you it was a scenic train ride mind you every fucking leaf where we were was like basically still green just a few brown <laughs> ones you would have never yeah. known that was the worst I've ever seen it because I, then I paid attention 2022 fall the leaves Halloween week were like pretty decent, but for some reason, I don't know if there wasn't enough temperature drops yet, like 2021 or whatever, but it was so green. I'm like, I'm like, like it, the train ride itself was great and it was still fun to see some scenery, but it definitely was not the big, it was not the vibe you were yeah, going it was not for. the, it was not as advertised, but I mean, Ohio's pretty hit or miss with the weather. You really don't know year to year exactly what you're going to get. You know, usually by maybe end of July, you know, beginning of August, you're like, oh, fuck, it is summer. Like, you're not going to get a random 55-degree yeah. raining day. Like, it's going to be in the 70s to high 80s. You know, if it's in the middle of January, end of January, you're probably going to have at least some snow or it's going to be around 20 to 30 degrees. But if you're in any of those in-between months, I swear to God, it can be it's three seasons card, in a yeah. week. Yeah, I mean, it's it's absurd. But, 
But that, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it, uh, you know, off the podcast about Salem, stuff like that, because I've always wanted to go. I used to have a, a friend that had been a few times, and she really, really enjoyed it. So I've always heard good, heard good things. But, uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing more about that. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really cool. Like, again, I'd like to go – because there, really there's not that much to do like in the downtown area like you could do it all in a day and a half yeah but just with everything else we were trying to get in while we were there like really you have to kind of be like selective of what you're going to do because like how many like salem witch trial museums are you actually going to do yeah like we only did like one but there's like four or five that you could go to so like maybe next time we go we like do a different one or something like that so or do I have a whole day where you just hit every if you depending on how much they cost or what you're into but hit three museums or all the museums or something and then plan the next day for maybe sightseeing or something or i, I don't know you know we went to an arcade we thought it was like a free to play because you're like you're in there drinking but you had to pay for the arcade so i was a little bit bummed about that <laughs> but we did get some good house of the dead uh time in there so nice. it, was, it was fine <laughs> nice um me as far as trips, I don't know if we talked about this on the other one, but I'm going to be going to where they filmed uh, Friday the 13th Part 1 in in August and do the location tour, the actual like guided yeah. tour and stuff. Um, I decided, like, and, and you know, I got the ticket, like, right before Christmas. That was kind of, like, my present to myself or whatever because I'd worked some extra hours, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this shit. And they, they was, like, a pre-New Year's discount or whatever yeah, if you yeah. did it. So, I'll be going the middle of August uh, out to Jersey, driving out to Jersey to do that. So you have uh, to like select the dates you're gonna go, or yeah, 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 and you have to select like it. They have May, August, and October. October, I mean, obviously, just like you said about Salem, would be ideal. But the problem is, I feel like I want to do more stuff in Ohio in October, stuff like yeah. that, you know. The only other thing about this, you're on a guided multiple-hour tour that's outdoors. May and October, you don't fucking know what kind of weather because it's yeah. rain or shine. So what if you go and it's just, you're in fucking ponchos, paid X amount of money, and it's just getting dumped on. You can't see anything. You can't take any photos because you're just, I mean, what do you do? So I'm like, middle of August, like yeah. we said, most likely it's going to be dry as fuck. And I picked a daytime tour. You could do some of the later ones, but I mean, he's some... a little too scared for that. No, well, <laughs> well, the thing is too, like, I really just want to be able to see the most. The night, one of the nighttime tour packages, you get like a slightly shorter tour, but then they play Friday the 13th like in the woods for you, like All the right. actual film, which would be sick. But I kind of think I want the longer tour just to really see, like, all the campgrounds. Because yeah, it yeah. is still a working campground, but they've tried to keep things, I guess, in some areas as close as they were yeah. to, like, to how it was when they filmed it. But seems like not a lot's changed in that area. So I'm kind of excited to go back and see if I can really see what it looks like. Or, you know, if I'm actually able to... Be like, oh, I recognize this. I recognize this from the film uh, without really struggling, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? When we were on our trip, like, have you ever used, like, Atlas Obscura for anything? 
just read articles, just lots of articles, but I don't so, think I really used it to go anywhere. So whenever we go on a trip, we use Atlas Obscura, and we just kind of, like, type in the city we're going to, and it shows you, like, kind of, like, weird, like, off-the-beaten-path kind of stuff. Right. And we were, like, looking for something to do, and, like, we were driving, and I'm, like, just, like, listing off shit that we could, like, stop by. And, like, the town from Friday the 13th Part 2 was there. Oh, wow. And I, I couldn't get my wife to stop there, but <laughs> it, was the, it was there. I was like, hey, we could... Was yeah, that, you go to the shop they went to. Was that in... Uh, it was, like, Connecticut, maybe? Was that really where they Or, like, in between, like, uh, Massachusetts and New Jersey or something. It was, like, yeah, around that area. Right it was the, somewhere, yeah. like, on our route, like, back towards Ohio. That rules, yeah. Yeah. But you're doing the tour. What else are you doing? Uh, I'm going to see a friend the day before that. I'm also going to take a tour of a wolf reservation like actually like where they like rehab like wolves mm. to go back out in the wild but it's supposed to be huge it's actually not too far from um where the friday the 13th tour is so basically the goal is go see my friend it's kind of those things it's on the way he's a tattoo artist probably get tattooed something small I'm, I'm like killing myself I'm like oh, i'm gonna do this before i go do all this other shit right, yeah, yeah. but it's very just a small filler so i just kind of catch up then i'll go do the wolf reservation tour probably do some like uh hiking and stuff like that on my own try to get something a little bit more like actual like a more serious hike depending on the time of when i get out of this like i'm still like i have everything pieced together but you know how it is trying to yeah, figure yeah. out you know what exactly you're gonna do uh, probably when I have some time off towards the end of the month, I'm gonna really like solidify everything. What the, plan is, what yeah. the exact? But I haven't. I mean, it's just gonna be for a few days. Uh, as we talked about uh, off the air before this, coming back and taking an extra day or, or so to yourself before you go back to work. It's, so I'll it's do that absolutely as well. crucial if you're taking a vacation. You gotta have that one day buffer before you go back to work. It's it's yeah. essential. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty much mandatory. If you, I I don't know, like it's not like when you're in your twenties and you're like, oh, I just drank eighteen beers this past couple of days, and now I'm gonna go back to work at eight a.m. and nine a.m. and think I'm gonna survive. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that and I always have a lot of like complications. Like I feel like every time I've had to go to work the next day after a trip like the flight gets delayed or just like something like stupid happens where like you end up having to call off anyway so you may as well just take that extra day on the way back i did get a flat tire oh no but luckily whatever random shop we i happen to get the flat tire right next to a place that fixes tires that's insane so 20 bucks an hour of my time and i was out and back on the road, so it was cool. That's great. Yeah, it's actually great news because that's I fucking flat tires. Oh, it's horrible. I was a nervous wreck for about like twenty minutes, but luckily they didn't have to change the whole tire. They were able to patch it. But. Good. Yeah. Now it's hit or miss with tires nowadays. Seriously, it's it sucks. They're like, oh, you need a new two hundred dollar tire. It's like, <laughs> let me go kill. Let me go suck some dick on the corner or something Jesus to make Christ. the money. You don't have to edit that out. It's fine. Everyone knows. Uh, but yeah, summer. We're actually, you know, you know, the nice thing about this podcast is sometimes we're recording something and we have to just kind of like not say maybe when we're recording it, you know, maybe we 
pretend it's so, a sometimes time yeah of the sometimes year. there's just a little bit of kayfabe going on yeah yeah we kind of like oh it's it's you know it's, the spooky season's coming up it's like fucking 95 <laughs> degrees outside like it's like you know we're drinking fucking i don't even know gallons of water sweating our asses off trying to record something uh but yeah midway midway through the year i'm glad that you had a good trip i'm excited to go on my trip um hopefully i don't get killed by jason Voorhees, you know hopefully um i haven't been to the drive-in yet this year and that bums me out but hopefully soon because there's some new releases that i want to see one of which actually comes out later this week maybe by the time you're listening to this it's out but i have seen a couple horror films this year that are new releases i've rewatched some old classics stuff that i've been re- wanting to rewatch for years thank you for jogging my memory on a lot of films that i was like oh shit i should go rewatch that um you rewatched the ones we talked about since no <laughs> i can't which ones we talk about howling uh howling i know you didn't do uh poltergeist but you no, did, no. you did think about like howling and you did think about uh night of the demons i think you thought maybe uh, no that. i did re- i did rewatch night of the demons really i sure did what'd you think this time around it was good it's good it's good it's, it's pretty good yeah it's actually like not as good as the one i watched immediately following it which was return of the living dead not that good master but it was pretty good i actually should every time i think about it, i saw that you put that on your uh your letterbox uh every time i think about that i, I feel like because it is one of my favorite films and it's a go-to it's on that go that small go-to list i have of like hanging out with people i'm like watch this watch this but i feel like i need to bump it up that extra half star because it deserves it and uh the biggest detriment to me and it's probably part of the reason why you love this because you do this constantly they repeat themselves so much in that film like every our brains are fried i don't know what to say <laughs> they're like putting the body in the the fucking incinerator they're like they're gonna burn this up right this is gonna burn up right like they're saying the same thing for like five minutes i'm just hey, like maybe, cat it's like this is a miles masterpiece maybe, right they, now. maybe they have ocd like me bro i don't know uh yeah i don't know <laughs> no no comment there <laughs> i feel like uh I feel like it's like a day day by day situation by situation of how much I probably repeat myself. I just like to have certainty. You know what I mean? I like to be certain in certain things in my life. If you know what I'm saying. He likes to be certain about certain, certain things in yes. his life. Certainly, certainly. Thank you. Um. Do you I, did you think you could? Put, oh, go ahead. Go ahead no, go ahead. No, I want to know what you have to say because what I said, I can say at any point. Man, we're really doing. We're really live here, guys. But anyways. Do you think you've seen enough enough horror films this year to do like like a top three, like your top three favorites so far in the first six months? See, because that's, that's what I was going to lead into. That's what, see, we're, we're thinking alike because that's what I was going to say. Okay. I've only seen, I've seen less than ten films in theaters this year. Mm. And not all of them have been horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the ones that I've liked... I've pretty much talked about them on other shows. Okay. So I, I'll try not to repeat myself too much in this, but there's only like three horror films this year that I saw so far that I can actively say that I like really enjoyed. Okay. Um, there were some that were like middle of the road. There were some that I did not like. 
I finally watched. It's not. It's not a true horror film. It has some horrific quote unquote elements. I finally watched Cocaine Bear the other day. Thank God. Cat is so fucking bad, dude. In the best ways possible. Is, is in the laziest way possible. It's entertaining. God, I like it. <laughs> of course you. Would. Who gave? Someone gave it a ridiculously good score. Oh, I'm only on horror films. I guess I'll go back. I was on my. Uh, of course, right. You know, it wouldn't be a buddy's house of horror podcast if we weren't on Letterboxd. If we're not one, at, at least once during the podcast. Going to our cocaine bear scores. Uh, your boy Aldell Pryor gave it four stars. Uh, for Cocaine Bear. Yes, sir. Did he review it too? Yes. He well, said what was he the CGI say? was questionable, but the performances were inconsistent, and there was a lot of content that didn't need to exist in this movie. But this is the most fun I've had watching a movie maybe ever. Strong. Al. Strong praise, bro. I strongly disagree with you. Um. I don't know. I actually thought... I didn't think it was that funny. I didn't think it was that gory. Like, Are you kidding there's me? There's so the many... insane in it. It's just hard, because, like, when you... Obviously, it's low budget. But, like, it's very... It takes you out of it when it's, like, obviously, like, okay, we're intentionally not showing the bear here. When it's, like, dragging him, like, through the grass, but, like, you don't see anything. Yeah, it's just yeah, kind of, yeah. like... There's just so many moments where it, like, takes you out of it, I guess. I don't know. I feel like... For me, there were some of the gore scenes I was legitimately crying a lot. Like, the whole the whole sequence of, like, uh, the paramedics. We're trailing, we're trailing dead, speaking of paramedics. But paramedics showed up, and they go to, like, that. Like, we're spoiling, by the way, everyone. If you don't, you know, whatever. <laughs> skip ahead now if you don't want to spoil. But they show up, and there's the, the people in there. They're in need of assistance, the park rangers and shit. From that whole sequence on... Where, like, the woman's face gets scraped on the pavement yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the things and limbs and the bear running. I was losing my fucking mind during that point. I think maybe <laughs> my, I mean, my sense of humor, if there's just some sort of insanely unrealistic, gory sequence, I am going to be screaming laughing. That will, <laughs> that will pop me every time it did with another 2023 release with Renfield, which I know maybe we'll talk about in a minute, but... I, I just, I don't know. Seeing people's limbs get ripped off their bodies or people's faces smashing across concrete, this sounds so bad, any of those things, but I think you get it. It's, I'm laughing in the face of death, and the way that it's done is just so fucking funny to me. The jokes in this were hit or miss, but there were some that really hit for me. But I also thought the cast overall was like very endearing. Like I actually liked the way that the cast interacted because the problem with a lot of films like this is the cast is either the worst actors of all time, the dialogue is the worst of all time, or from or they're too much of like a caricature of like a stereotype. Like they have like it's like the bimbo, the jock, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's fodder. I mean, it's beyond. They don't even try to have any relationships or any interaction. It's just fucking straight up fodder for a cocaine bear, a mondo shark, or whatever the fuck it is. But anyways, continue. Go ahead. I don't know. I felt it was, like, even, like, too tame. Like, I felt like if you were going to go absolutely insane, like, go fucking balls to the wall insane. Like, it felt, like, it was a little bit gory, but just the whole film as a piece came off very, like, PG-13 in a way. Like, it wasn't very, like, I don't know. Do you, do you think maybe 
in, in your ripe age, we're starting to get desensitized. <laughs> I, don't I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I, uh, I'm only asking because sometimes I, I question that myself with certain things. It's like, my God, why didn't a bear come out, fucking swing a te- intestines around like a fucking bull rope, and then fuck another thing to death or something? And then you just listen to yourself, you're like, God damn it. You're like, damn, I'm fucked up. Yeah, I'm pretty fucked up. (laughs) You know, maybe I should calm down a little bit. Maybe I should watch some fucking, speaking of the director, Elizabeth Banks, maybe I should watch some more of her comedies or go watch The Notebook or something to bring myself back down to earth. Um, I'm going to touch back on The Notebook later in this podcast. But anyways, continue. What else else did you uh, out So out of the films that I liked, because there were three films that I was like, okay, this is a film that... You'll really, watch again. Really stuck with me. Or, yeah. Watched again. Um, one of which I talked about to death, Skinnamarink. Mm-hmm. The other one, Scream 6, which I don't know how we didn't do a full podcast of that when it came out. But for some reason, we didn't. And then the other one, as you alluded to, is Renfield. Yeah. Um, which, again, like I thought they could have gone a little bit more insane with it. But then that's probably me being being desensitized because someone got both their arms ripped off <laughs> another guy gets his like a zoom in and go into x-ray mode his spine gets broken he shits his pants all over the place i mean there's scenes where there's just scenes where so many people are being dismembered in Redfield, <laughs> or their arms are just exploding with blood shooting everywhere and ironically to bring this back earlier i was in new orleans when they were shooting renfield Oh, wow. So somewhere Nick Cage was Dracula when I was on oh Bourbon Street. That's incredible. We I, visited his grave, actually. He was not at his grave when we were there. but That would have been insane if he would have been... Imagine just walking by and he was in, like, the, like, Dracula makeup that's in the beginning of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be fucking... Uh, which, honestly, I thought that look was incredible. The, the practical effects yeah, they yeah. did on him for that, I thought it was when the film started and it wasn't the thing I liked about that was it wasn't like shown in the trailers at all. So you're just like, Oh, this is fucking, what else right. are they going to do? What else are they going to yeah, show yeah. me? You know? But, um, I thought Renfield, I, 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 I can understand the issues with cocaine bear. I can, but I thought I've said this in podcasts with you and you privately before, but I, this year so far has just been very fun. I've had a great time at the theaters. Even when the stuff's bad, it's fun, bad. Like, we saw the Winnie the Pooh film, which we talked about a little bit on stuff. Uh, I know that's your, actually your number one. Honestly, let's be real. The Winnie the Pooh slasher film is probably the number one film for Buddy's House of Horrors for 2023. What do you think? It's so lazy. It has the same problems I have with Cocaine Bear. It's just like, bro, like... Well, Winnie the Pooh, to, to be fair, it's a, it's bad. I mean, that's my lowest ranked movie this year, like, in general. But, like, mostly it's because the way that they did, like, the stalking intention scenes where it's, like no person would ever act like that like when they're like chasing right, them around right. the pool or the one of them is getting sl- slowly walking in the pool or some of these scenes but uh anyways i'm sorry i'm i cut you off on that but go ahead the way the poop i mean i don't have much else to say like i would have liked it better if they did like a true like parody or a true something that was like respectful to the characters because literally it's just like okay this guy is wearing a poo outfit and he's killing people like you know what i mean yeah. it had nothing to I mean, like, they kind of tried to tie it into, like, the lore. But at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, this could have been just, like, any person in a house killing people. Like, it didn't have to be, I don't know. Yeah. It just so happened that they actually put that whole... They put a little bit of backstory in. A little bit of backstory. 
for me, I don't have any strong ties to Winnie the Pooh. Like I've like I've seen some of the stuff when I was a kid, but like I don't know everything about it. I mean, they didn't have any of the. What was the only one extended character they had? The pit. Well, they had Eeyore in it. Eeyore. They had Piglet, um, and like Rabbit and Owl were like in the intro and stuff. In the, the problem is intro. they couldn't put Tigger in it because he's not public domain yet. Uh, like he doesn't enter wonder, public yeah. domain for like a few years. But like, I don't know. They could have done something to like, I don't know, make it's, it a, make it a true parody instead of just like okay, this is just we'll a see. slasher. Apparently, they're doing that sequel. Apparently, it's already on Letterbox that they are making a sequel to it. Yeah, they are. So we'll. Uh... <laughs> well, I would assume it's coinciding with Tigger entering the public domain, so he'll probably be in the next that, one. God, but... that would be incredible for them. Uh. Maybe, maybe. Hey, I'm rooting for him. I hope it's good. Like, I'm not, like, being like, oh, it sucks. Like, never make a film again. Like, do it, but do it well. I <laughs> mean, yeah. I mean, I, I I gotta say, it's like it's just like watching a fucking train wreck. Like, I know that I'm gonna see, whenever they make the second one and release it in theaters or on demand, I'm gonna watch it. Like, I'm just being honest. So they got my money already, but... um. Scream 6, I mean, we've talked about the Scream on a couple of the other podcasts and stuff, but uh, I obviously really enjoyed Scream 6. Uh, I know that we joke that the Scream series isn't my favorite series or anything like that on some of these, which is true, but uh, I still really like the Scream films. I mean, I, uh, I want to go back and revisit 2 through 4 because it's been a really long time. I've seen 1 quite a bit, but... Um, I haven't seen 3 or 4 in probably since around they came out really like around i haven't rewatched. i the only ones i've ever rewatched are one and two three well i was a child when three came out so were you well, i was a little bit older but you, what how old are you when you saw those they're probably I, right well, after I, maybe i don't know vhs well or DVD or scream four came out like what 2011 well, scream four we were all yeah i was a dog i was in college yeah i watched scream four i haven't seen scream four I, pro- Honestly, I, I probably didn't see Scream out. 3 when it came out. Like, I saw Scream 3 when I was, like, binge-watching every horror <laughs> film on the planet. <laughs> yeah. I watched Scream 3 at a marathon at someone's house before we, before I watched Scream 4. I rewatched all three of them back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. back. Uh, One thing I don't like about Scream 6 and we haven't talked about this because we haven't really d- devoted a whole podcast to Scream 6 on the show. I do not like how on the whiteboard in the police office, they give away every single killer from yeah. every single other film. Yeah. Which, when you're doing, like, these soft reboot requels or whatever, it's like, all right, we'll just fuck everyone that hasn't <laughs> seen all that, the original That was films. probably the biggest fuck you of any franchise. Like, in regards to, like, yeah, if you didn't see this already... You're a fucking idiot. The internet exists. Like, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. Like, basically, you know? Like, uh... Yeah, they definitely just don't get to care <laughs> at that point. Uh, Scream 6 was was good. I, the couple of the, like, people that I actually, like, respect their opinions or things, like, little, like, quips and things, like, just, like, how the killers have it all together like the new thing like the big thing is ever since the originals like the killers have it all together like calm and collected going throughout their plot and then it gets to the reveal and they're just crazy madmans can't keep being in control you know it's like yeah, yeah. a very like similar formula of how they actually like act like the acting aspect yeah, and the storytelling yeah. aspect of it um 
it works in a lot of these, but but I did. That is something that somebody had pointed out uh, when I was, you know, listening about Scream Six, and I was like, you know, that's true. They all kind of have that. I'm fucking zany. I'm fucking unhinged now. You know, even though they've put some master plot together that's taken probably a year of their life to even formulate all the missing and moving pieces. But right. Um, but I love Six. I'm. I. It, it's weird that you know it's not like two separate trilogies there's that oddball of four in the middle because now they're going to do probably make this a trilogy but it's going to be the seventh film um they haven't announced it yet though i don't think right they haven't announced it but i can pretty much guarantee it's going to happen um the only other thing in this film that threw me off is the main detective guy was in friends and courtney cox was also in friends so i was just thinking about friends the entire time of watching this film um but other than that i thought it was i thought it was great i yeah, think i've said it before i haven't rewatched all of them but right now i'd have it either my second or third like in the franchise i thought it was better than uh scream five like for sure i rewatched five a couple days before i went and saw six and i can agree that six is better than five and I didn't notice it the first time I watched Five when I saw it in theaters. But the main actress, and I guess now I've seen after the fact, she did get some shit online apparently about it. But the main, like, lead of the two sisters, uh-huh. like, God, her delivery and acting was so flat and bad. Rewatching Five and everyone else was, like, on point. It was just, like, really threw me off watching it. Like, it didn't, not, not so bad where it ruined everything. But I definitely feel like she came across as like more natural and more of an actual lead in, in Scream Six. In Scream Six, I know that's weird. I mean, I'm just nitpicking, but it's something that was like I beyond noticed it rewatching it, where it like bugged me. But five still really good. Six is good. I'm curious to see what they do to maybe end the two sisters character arc. Or maybe you can't ever say this in a horror franchise. Say end the franchise because you know in another ten years some motherfucker is gonna make Scream Eight or Scream Reboot. Or I some mean, because Scream is like the one franchise where it's like, okay, if you kill off the killer, it's okay. You just have a new one. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's not. It's not like Michael Myers is coming back after Halloween ends. Like there's no way out of that. Like yeah. with Scream, you can kind of just keep it going like endlessly if you wanted to. Be like, oh, you know the killer. The killer, the former killer, killed my sister. It made me crazy. Now I'm the fucking killer. That's all they all have to do. Some weird connective tissue, slight connective tissue, and you know. Well, because even at the beginning of six, like the kind of like fake out whatever, like wasn't it just a couple like fans of the film or whatever? Like you could even do something like that. Like it doesn't even. You don't necessarily have to have it tied to your like lead characters. Like you could do like oh, we're in fucking Europe now, or wherever, and just like, oh, I really liked the Stab movies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could just do something completely different. That, that fake-out in the beginning, I thought was excellent, and one thing that was hinted at a few times in the film, which I thought would have been a cool, uh, cool kind of subplot or story plot, if there was, like, a cult of killers that yeah, were, yeah. like, obsessed. Like, I think that would have been something different that they could have done. Um... And that's not just... It's something I thought of while I was watching it, but it's also not a completely original idea because I've heard other people, again, talk about it online after the fact. So I think a lot of us were into the same mindset that, you know, maybe there's fucking five, six, like, these weird, like, 
fan killers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I thought it was cool. I thought that opening was great, by the way. I mean, really, one of the... I know that they always usually have strong openings, but honestly, like, a really... Like, for me, really like that opening. It was a solid opening, yeah, a solid for opening. sure. opening. But, uh... Talked about Renfield a little bit. Um... Is that in one of your top three of the year? Renfield? Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Ah, you don't know. I've seen a lot, though. He's seen I, a lot. I, I mean, if I go to just... The thing is that, that I hate about Letterboxd is if there was if it was ever at, like, one film festival. It, like, even though it you, drops it, like, all the way. It's 2022. Yeah, yeah. Even though if you Google it, it's, like, official release, it'll literally say 2023. So it kind of throws some shit off. But, I mean, I've seen... If I'm being honest, if I just look here probably seen like 25 or so films that have come out this year the legend uh i do i had that movie pass so i mean you know i'm trying to hit it when i can i saw saw indiana jones donald destiny the other night you know so i was uh headbanging i was pretty happy on that but um you know infinity pool is up there for me for the year i mean i know you probably haven't seen that i yet. still haven't seen it that that's kind of those ones where it's like it's kind of like a it's horror, but it's a thriller, but, you know... It's, Weird art yeah, shit. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> but there's definitely horror elements in it. Probably my favorite genre is something if it's, like, that mixes, like... If I can get a film that, like, seemingly blends two or three genres in a good way, especially if horror is one of them... Yeah. I'm usually on board for that. Like, I don't need my, my shit to be cut and dry. Like, I think you can have a great film that has some excellent action sequences it still has some horrific moments or horror imagery or stuff like that um it is nice when there's let's say an, oh, a new one from 2023 like the boogeyman the stephen king one the inspired one that is pretty much a straight up horror film you know what i mean cut and dry there's not a lot of dumb comedy there's some smart and funny lines and you haven't seen that have you i haven't seen it yet no that's it's, on my list though it's not you know it 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 feels like stuff that would have come out in like maybe 2002, 2003, like around when The Ring came out or something, but in like a in a good way. Like the story's good. It's you feel like you've seen it before, but it's just done well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Good tension, good stuff. It's it's not a long how long it's was like hour and a half, 99 minutes, so it hits that sweet spot, you know, it's not a two and a half hour film in theaters. <laughs> I did one of my ones that would probably be a top three pick, and this is where The Notebook ties in. So last week I went to the theaters two nights in a row. Both nights the films were over two and a half hours long. So over, with trailers, I was in the theater for six hours over the course <laughs> of two nights. And that was a little rough. But uh, I saw the new release, God is a Bullet, which is based on a novel. Um, and it's actually from the director who directed The Notebook. Okay. But he actually, uh, he actually, the director, which I didn't know this, his dad is that one famous director from the 70s, and he's also kind of like a cult, um, like, actor from the 70s and 80s who just got into doing, like, big budget shit. But uh, God is a Bullet, it has, uh, how do you say her name? Is it is it Mika Moreau? The one know. from It Follows, the girl. Oh, I don't know how to say it. Jamie Foxx is in it. Um, it's got the one dude from Game of Thrones that I love. He's like the main lead. But probably 
the most uh, divisive film of the year because look at these letterbox scores. They're literally all the way across the board. Yeah, I'm on it right now. You're the only person on my letterbox who's watched it, though. Okay. Well, it's very limited release. Like, it was, it was only... the thi- Okay, another thing about 2023 while we're on the topic. I'm, I know I'm getting a lot, but this year has been horrible for people dumping five or six films into theaters on a weekend and also oh, against yeah, like big budget tor- films yeah i'm like what are you doing <laughs> like how are these supposed to make cleveland the other week got like 10 new releases how is anyone expect to make any money like when you're releasing something like this the same you know the week the week when you got the boogeyman in theaters you have Guardians of the Galaxy, you've got Spider-Man, you know, Indiana you've got Jones, well, Guardians the week of the before Galaxy. Indiana Jones, and like, now the like, but and stuff like that. I mean, the average person, especially right now when things are tight, they're not going to take a chance on an indie feature or something no. like that. If you release this in, let's say, the middle of September when summer was winding down, just like some of the other stuff I've seen this year, I mean, people would be like, the average. let's say the average guy, because I think this is... God is a bold is definitely a fan of like seventies revenge exploitation films and action okay. films and stuff like that. So there's a market out there, you know. Maybe the maybe the middle aged man who watched a lot of that shit growing up, or let's say even just Stallone films or shit like that from the eighties. If they see a trailer like this, you know, maybe they're like ah, that might maybe that's maybe more up my alley than seeing this and that. But if their family wants to go see Transformers. Or this or that, they're you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's not, just you know, not gonna not, happen. It's not gonna happen. But God is a bullet was probably the next to Infinity Pool one of the most interesting watches of the year for myself. Basically, it's classic like noir, pulpy. It's real pulpy, which I think a lot of people too they gave it low scores. They don't understand where it's coming from because right. films like this don't get made. They're like, why is this guy you know? fucking speaking in riddles and yeah. he's, at, he's at the hotel smoking cigarettes and having a monologue you know and all this it's just it's a, like that that's the genre yeah like <laughs> that's what it is people people that watched it especially modern audiences especially people that don't know film they don't have any fucking idea like why these people are the way they are like yeah. the damsel in distress but she's also kind of rough around the edges maybe as a you know a backstory um there's you know gang involvement there's a satanic cult it's, you know satanic cult the, the big thing in this is it, there's a detective. His daughter gets kidnapped by a satanic cult. Um, there's some ritualistic murders and stuff like that. Basically, he goes on a deep dive getting into this culture with one of the former cult members to try to find his daughter to see if she's still alive. Um, so you know me already. That sounds... That's right. That's I, miles I mean, it's, for sure. Yeah, so I will say, talk about gory. This film is gory. I mean, there, there's head explosions. There's people getting their faces shot to bits, like literally shot to bits on screen. Uh, there's, there's a couple, and I'm not going to spoil it, and I don't even really want to talk about it on the air, but there's a couple scenes that, like, this is based from a book, too, and like I said, some of the kidnapping and some of the things. There's some, like, pretty, like, gut-wrenching stuff like it's not like it's like there are a couple times i was like man i don't want to see this and they cut away at the right moment like they knew it was kind of like stuff like that um but i do love a good revenge flick that gets you pissed off makes you know makes you really feel for the characters 
it was a little over two and a half hours. People complained about the length. What I felt like when I was watching, and I felt like I was watching an HBO miniseries, just binging just it in all a theater. Because yeah. the character progression and the way the story went, I'm like, oh, I feel like I just watched five half-hour episodes because of how the characters changed, the setting changed. It also was like a road film, too. They're on the road a lot of it. So it kind of was like road film, revenge film, horror, cult, you know, uh, crime film. I mean, it kind of hit, like, all the genres. So for me... Really liked God as a vote. I think you would you would really like it. I will. I wanted to give it a higher score than I even did, but I will say probably why it also feels like a TV show in the beginning. The first probably forty five minutes is rough. Like there's some okay. like weird delivery, weird acting. It feels almost like they didn't have it all together. And then about about an hour and fifteen in, all of a sudden for the second half, acting's clicking, actions clicking character it's just it's weird it was like it, i was like damn you know like and then the whole climax is just fucking phenomenal endings phenomenal i loved it the letterbox reviews are fucking hilarious but there'll be <laughs> but there were there are a lot of people that gave it four stars and people gave it four and a half five stars and they're like multiple ones so it's, yeah yeah i've never seen probably like i said the most divisive film of the year i've never seen some so many one star to five star reviews in the same thing i just think a lot of I don't think this is a film that mainstream audiences in 2023 are going to understand because of what the director was yeah. going for. And based off of, like I said, basically a neo-noir novel. I mean, it's these yeah. themes just aren't common enough in, in modern cinema. Right. But anyways, I had to geek a little. But that, that was like one of my two. I'd say God is a bullet. I didn't talk too much about Infinity Pool, but I mean, I feel like there were a lot of trailers at the beginning of the year for that. I mean, rich couple on a private island... They go to leave, you know, where they are, uh, and all hell kind of ensues after yeah. that. Uh, I don't want to give away. Can't really say much more than that. You haven't seen it. I haven't it? seen it. No. Some shit happens, and it's not what you think. And then a lot of shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very vague. But I really like. I I don't want to say too much because I think that the stuff that hasn't been spoiled in the trailer did a good job of not spoiling it. Yeah, you need to see it. So I mean, Infinity Pool is Infinity Pool and Guys of Bull were probably some of the most like most uh, entertained I was. That wasn't like horror comedy gory like Cocaine Bear, Winnie the Pooh, Renfield, or middle of the road like straight up horror like Scream Six or something like that. Do you have any? Do you have any what was Miles has just given me my future watch list. Is what's <laughs> happening right now. Hey, I mean I, that's why. But but then again, like like how we did the last podcast. You brought up stuff like now I really want to rewatch Wicker Man because it has been a while, and also watch it by myself because because like I said, I think I've only done that when I was like young, yeah, you know, probably half a lifetime ago. In all honesty, so yeah. so you got a third one. I need to I need you, to get to the theater. So you you, gotta, you, yeah. so you tell me what I need to see next because okay. you've seen twenty five. Like Jesus, I don't even know if I've left my house twenty five times this year. Well, <laughs> well, all right. One thing. Let's take a quick note because uh, we've talked about this on other podcasts, but. You know, Evil Dead Rise did come out. I think we were. Did we talk about very much on one? I think we. I don't know if we did. Did we? I don't know if we really talked about it. But I, liked, I was on. Un, I was underwhelmed. I liked it more than most people, but I think I gave it. I'll admit, I probably gave it an extra half star for some of the gore and the effects. I think that it felt. I understand why they were going to put it on HBO Max first, because honestly, it feels more like 
I don't want to say it kind of had a straight show. It had a it had a straight to video kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Um. They just. I liked what was on the screen, but I wanted more constantly. Yeah. If you want to talk about a film, the film of the year that I wanted a lot more from. Evil Dead Rise. It was Evil Dead Rise. I gave it three and a half. I know a lot of people I know gave it two to three stars. I could see giving it three stars. I thought the performances were good. I thought what they presented was good, but it just wasn't enough overall. You know, they had that whole great plot with the fucking, you know, the uh, apartment complex and all that stuff, and they stayed on two floors the entire yeah, they film. Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't, they didn't anything, utilize you know I mean? the location very well. But... Speaking of HBO Max, it's on there now. If anyone wants to watch it that hasn't seen it, it's a good one-time watch or, you know, whatever. Could throw it on, you know? I mean, um, one that I watched, I think this came, did come out last year. Did Sick come out last year? I think, that was, I think that was last that year. That was like, yeah. I was blown away by also, that Also, looking week. at your letterbox, I'm glad you finally watched Host. I did, yeah. Well, because the... Because he direct the guy directed did Boogeyman. Oh, did and he? And I really want to see Dashcam because I didn't realize I was gotcha, the same gotcha. guy. So now I want to. I'm trying to watch all of his stuff. Gotcha. Because Dashcam was supposed to be incredible. So yeah, I did see. I, was, I think why I didn't give Host a better score was because I really it's only an hour long film, and I thought the first half hour was very basic, and this and the second half was like pretty good. I think if it would have balanced a little better, I would have given it a higher score probably. But I enjoyed the idea, and I enjoyed what it was. I just think, I can't remember the exact release date, but it felt like we had just, like, locked down for COVID or whatever, and then this movie came out, like, a month later. It was yeah. like they fucking blasted well, it was, through that it one. Was, wasn't it made April 2020? Like, it was made, like, it was like, it was like made. Pandemic. It was made, like, right, like, at the beginning, too. So it's like, shit, like, they did that in probably, like, a week or two. I really liked, this wasn't, this isn't technically horror, but it's gore. I mean, probably my favorite, my highest rated film, because I was screaming at the screen, was that Sisu film oh, yeah, when yeah. I showed you. Uh, I mean, when you see a man throw a landmine onto another man's face and it explodes his whole head, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I live for that shit. I mean, that's what I like to see. Uh, I liked Skinamarink. I did. Um, I think I'm a little in between where everyone else was. I mean, I, I think... The atmosphere, everything. I mean, you've talked. I know you did the review of it and stuff like that. I thought it was really good. I'd like to watch it again. I watched half of it with Gil and Davis and Shelby. Shelby had seen it in theaters with me, but Gil and Davis weren't the biggest fans. Basically, I think the problem is you watched. I I didn't want to watch it with multiple people. I left halfway through. I don't think it's a film to watch with multiple people. Like, I just, I just, unless you're in a theater and everyone shuts the fuck up. Like, I just right, don't yeah, think, yeah. I think it completely takes you out of the experience. But, um, I'm trying to think. I did really like Boo's Afraid, even though it's not horror. There's some very horrifying moments <laughs> in that. Um, I'd like to watch that two more times before I could probably even really talk about it because there's so much to digest. Miles just sees another five hours with the film and uh, he's I mean, ready to I, go. <laughs> It's horrifying. I can't even... I want to say some things that happened during the film, but I want you to be legitimately shocked because there's some... Are you going to watch it? I want to watch it eventually. It's not something I'm, like, rushing to go see. Otherwise, I would have saw it in theaters. 
I don't just two and a half hours. I'm just like, bro. No, I think like, it's, it's three. Is it three? So good. 179 minutes. <laughs> Miles needs six more hours with this film. It's it's insane, man. I, I again, we got some people in here that gave it. I have. Uh, did Aldo Pryor watch this film, and what did he rate it? Al gave it four stars. He said, "Honestly, I'm not even sure where to begin," which is fair. I mean, that's honestly a fair. But again, reviews are all over the place. One guy that I like, Restricted VR, he actually owns a clothing company, he has good shit, by the way. He gave it five stars. Uh, but then I had someone right next to give it two stars. So it's like, again, it's another... Divisive film. Yes. I... But to be fair, Dan Kinnam gave it three and a half stars, and he doesn't well, give a lot. So, I mean, you know what I mean? It's That makes me skeptical. That makes me think I won't like it, because I always rate stuff high, and then Dan gave it, like, a star. Um, you want to know the funniest rating and I know that you haven't seen this and this is off topic but it's on letterbox topic Jared gave the original Blade Runner one star and I found that the <laughs> other day I honestly just went and like opened my window and just gonna throw my entire apartment out the window because I couldn't even believe I like literally looked at it and then I like refreshed it twice to make sure it wasn't it's like, like an disbelief. actual error because everyone else next is like four to five stars and there's just a random one star there and I'm just like I'm like Joel and Dan are rubbing off on him too much because Jesus Christ Hold on, he, like, wa- he watched this recently no, 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 Okay, no. okay. But I think he did watch it within the last five years or less. But I know you still have to watch Blade Runner. That's, we talked about that in the one podcast thing with the things you still have to watch, right? I think so. Because I've I, not seen Blade Runner. Because I, I don't said know I, want, I want to watch Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 with you. Because they're both in my top 100 films. I think they're great. But I don't know. It, 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 but but what? Like, to me, there's some things that, in, that require a one to one and a half star, but to be honest, they're very few and far in between. And not a Ridley Scott film. I mean, even at his worst. I mean, or, or you know, I mean, just, I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm like, I'm like my throat's swelling up right now. Like, I'm like <laughs> completely shook to the core that someone even rated it that. Like, I'm just like trying to hold it together. I'm just like, one star? Uh, there's just some things that are just, I don't know. I'm in disbelief. I have to go check. <laughs> I just... All of them have, like, one or two things that I'm like... Literally everyone on my letterbox, four to five stars, where's Jared? <laughs> one, one star. star. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hilarious to look at this image where everything is, like, five stars, a bunch of hearts across the board, and then Jared's one star. I, I just don't... To be fair, I really don't think Jared likes science fiction. I mean, it's science fiction at its best, but it's also like, I'd say, I hate to use the word elevated, but people use that now. It's like, elevated science fiction thriller. Yeah. But, I mean, even if something's not my complete cup of tea, I know when something's not. Like, if he would have given it two and a half stars, I'd have been like, I don't agree, but I mean, at least... At least it makes more sense. Yeah, like... Like, one star to me is, like... One star to me is, like, it's not competently made. No, exactly. Like, like, yeah, it's not like, made. It's like, If something is at least shot well and it's co- a, a coherent film, even if it's, like, piss, like, it's probably a one-and-a-half star to two-star film. And that's being... You know, I gave Winnie the Pooh two stars. Probably more <laughs> generous than it needed to be. 
And that's the most generous rating I've ever heard. I'd have to look. I, I don't even want to. I'll get sucked into the Winnie the Pooh letterbox, and I'll, I'll fucking never, never be done with it. But... But that was my that was my funny catch. I always find one funny catch, like rating a film or looking at like an actor's things, and I see stuff, and I'm just like one star. Whenever we do a brain damage show again with Jared, because we did a we did an episode a while back where we basically just went on Letterbox and roasted each other's Wasn't scores. I there? Oh, yeah. You were not there for this because it was me and Jared over Zoom, like a while oh, ago. Okay, but we should do it again, and you have to bring up the Blade Runner. Thing. It's just. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, I just, you know, like, I just don't, I'm just like, how? Like, I have Jeepers Creepers Reborn at one and a half stars. Probably my lowest rated film of 2022. You're telling me someone thinks Blade that Blade Runner. Runner is a half, is a half star below Jeepers Creepers Reborn. I just, I don't know how I can sleep. I don't know how I can be able to sleep tonight after that. But, but anyways. Holy shit. Uh, I'll put... For sake of, of other conversations and topic, Booze Afraid has some horrifying moments. I will put I will put like as far as like most interesting watches, my top three for right now, at least horror, like horror adjacent. Yeah. I'll probably do like I said, I'm cheating a little, but a letterbox even considered God as a bullet of horror film. So I yeah, there's so many genres in it, but like when I looked up just specifically horror. Yeah. So I'll put Infinity Pool, God as a bullet. Boo's Afraid. If you need to go with more traditional horror, I'd say a good double feature if you want something new. Scream 6 and Boogeyman. I think that's a great one that won't take four and a half fucking six hours yeah, to watch yeah. everything together. But for you, if you want to see something on a filmmaking and a, like an interesting yeah. story, I'd say Infinity Pool, Boo's Afraid, and God is a Bullet. But anyways. I'm probably taking myself to the theater this weekend. My wife will good. be out of town. Good. There you because go. Because Insidious... What, the red the door, red door, the red, right? door. Yeah, the red door, yeah. I can't wait. Big fan of the franchise, not so much of the fourth film, but the first three I think are incredible. I, the fourth film is a fun monster. The weak film, I feel like. I like the way it tied into the original, but just like overall, like most of it, I was just kind of bored. But I love the franchise. Um, so excited for that to come back. Um, we recorded basically an entire podcast and we didn't talk about Resident Evil 4 at all, so we're probably going to have to do that on its own show again. <laughs> we got a little bit of time. I don't know. What do you think? I, I've, thought, I've thought about bringing it up. I mean, or, or what, what are you thinking, buddy? You tell me. You're the host of this damn thing. I feel... I don't know how much we have to say about it, though, is the thing. So, I mean, we yeah, could we blast just, through it real let's, quick. Let's or spend, we could... Let's spend a few minutes with it real quick. Okay. Resident Evil 4. I've beaten it twice already. I've beaten it twice. I haven't been inclined to do it a third time. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I need to take a little bit of a break from it. Um, it has been a while since I replayed it. Played Mercenaries a little bit, but I'm less incentivized to kind of do something like that when there's no trophies <laughs> involved at yeah, all. Like, had yeah. there been some sort of reward to doing it, I may have wanted to do it a little bit more um i think the game is incredible though i i also think the game's incredible <laughs> i was gonna go in like a bigger you he, know he i like to go pauses you, you know i like to go and i was like did miles, did miles not like resident evil 4 no i guess now we're kind of opening up the floor to talking about it my biggest thing when this game was coming out was is this game necessary like 
in regards. And I think some people thought that way too. I don't think I'm alone because well, Jared feels the same way. The original four is in my top 10 favorite games of all time. I love the way it looks because it has that weird hazy, almost like a haze over the game. Like it looks different to me than any other game that tried to emulate it that came after and any game that looked before. Like it, it just has a weird otherworldly, almost like that, like gothic folk horror type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't look cleaned up. This game took, you know, Let's say it, it, the biggest problem with Resident Evil 4 is obviously with time is you couldn't, they couldn't expand on what they wanted to do to the level that they wanted to go, I'm sure, because of the limitations at the time. Even though the game was groundbreaking when it came out at the time as far as... Yeah, the, techno the technology, technology, the graphics were like top of the line, everything. But, you know, maybe we'll just kind of go everywhere with the game now, but... Like, in this game, they expanded on whole areas in a way that were very fulfilling and, to me, made it worth playing the game and justified remaking the game. A game that's not even 20 years old yet. Um, like, the lake, for example. Right. All the exploration of the lake and all that. Um, the expanded uh, stuff in the castle. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I mean, they really took the core elements of it and expanded on a way that honored the like honored the original, but also just amplified everything up. So, as soon as I started it, I'm like, all right, I'm on board. You know, my only gripe with anything is the fact that, and this is probably coming from an era when video games were changing so rapidly, that they remade two, three, and four. They all have the same menus. They all have the same graphics in regards to like the yeah, looks, yeah. character models and stuff. So I feel like as weird as this is to say, it lost a little of the individuality or strangeness of the game to me uh, because it looks like a complete continuation from two to three to four in regards to like graphics, menus, the game. And this is just like me being a mega Resident Evil fan, like nitpicking. There's no, absolutely nothing wrong with it, but it's just like, I don't know. I like identity. I like when things have their own separate identities. Does this make sense? Am yeah. I making sense with it? You're making sense. Um, I guess, like, in comparison to the two remake, because I have played a little bit. I'm playing Jill's story on the on the two remake. Mm -hmm. um, just going from... Claire's story. Nice Claire's story, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I had, to, I had to correct you there. We had to, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't our fans think we're noobs. Anyways, but going from four back to that it's the gameplay has improved just from those remakes i i i, I agree i i can agree with that wholeheartedly like just the way like switching your weapons just like the menus just like everything is just like refined like even taking it obviously it's a huge step above the original resident evil 4 in terms of how you're actually playing the game but even just in the past few years just how they were able to refine what they've been doing with with each generation so i mean i thought resident evil 3 the remake even though a lot of people complained it was too short to this and that i thought the gameplay itself was smoother than two even even a year and a half oh really two years later I, I haven't I played the three so, yeah. remake. yeah but i need to go back and 
I've said on other podcasts or video game ones and stuff like that that uh, I need to go back and replay too because it came out kind of like a weird rough time for my life and that's I, that was actually when I finished four the second time I was teetering should I go back and do go two back, but um, I finished the game twice I wanted to do a hardcore run because you know I beat it on the standard mode and then assisted to try to basically just pick up the trophies yeah, upgrade yeah. the weapons, just kind of do have some, not, you know, you had fun the first time, but have a little more fun and just try yeah. to collect stuff and do stuff because the thing is with these remakes, these especially, you know, 2, 3, and 4, they have these ungodly trophies. I mean, you've done some of them, I know. I'm, I'm well, like, in 8, that, that's the one where I went insane, and the only yeah. trophies I don't have are the mercenary ones and then other than that i've done every trophy yeah except for because i've only done the the dlc once like the shadows of rose i've still never played the DLC. but like they have the crazy. trophy where like complete it on hardcore complete it in this right. amount of time which i might do eventually if i feel like platinuming it but right now i'm sitting at like a 97 or something that's insane. so i don't know but as far as four goes i don't know if i want to try to even get that close just I, because the game is like so much so longer long i that's that's why i haven't started hardcore mode yet because i'm like damn i just played that game twice and like i'm so i've been you know just busy with life you know what i mean like yeah. busy with life it's like damn it took me two months to play the game twice like do i really want to do, do a again. whole nother month like i'm going to um but but it's a lot. I mean, the games. I, I'm super slow when I play a Resident Evil game, especially the first time or two, because I'm trying to find everything. I'm trying to find every nook and cranny or little things they hid. Yeah. I mean, uh, what was your time run on like the well, first time through? The first time through, it, I can't remember. It had to be over like 20 hours or something like a that. Lot. Mine was like, mine was real bad though. Like honestly, like not bad. It's like I didn't die. I mean, I did really good. Barely yeah. died anything, but like. I was like 27, 28 hours because I was like staying in areas and I was just trying to find anything, you know, like. But on my second playthrough, I was at maybe like five and a half or six because I was trying to get that on the speed run. Well, you got me beat by quite a bit there because I think I dropped maybe like 10 hours on the on the first or the second gameplay. But I told you again, I'm still actually trying to like find everything. You know what I mean? I got a lot more stuff, but. Trophy wise, I think I'm like fifty five percent or something. My uh, cat's going insane with a toy carrot right now. If you're hearing any strange noises, strange noises, spooky season. Uh, but like with the Resident Evil three, uh, Resident Evil three, I beat that game like six or seven times because how short it was, like back to back. Yeah. Especially as it was during the pandemic and like not much was open or wasn't shit to do, but. I think I got like 71, 72%, and I don't even think I'm going to go back and get any more than that. Like, it, the games now, like, they're like, I like count. I'm like, okay, basically, where the trophies are, you have to beat the game at least five times to get all the trophies, and that's like not fucking up on some of those. Yeah. Like, you actually, like, it, it's too much. Like, I, I Especially when you get into the ones where it's like, oh, play the entire run through without talking to the merchants. So I was like, yeah. okay, well, I need to have all the fucking insane weapons and shit purchased before that. Even like, because I, I noticed on when I did the uh, the casual run through, whatever it's called, assisted, um, you can buy an infinite rocket launcher. You can. It's two yeah. million. Yeah. I I went through and added up 
how much each of my weapons would be to sell. Just and to it was that. right around two million actually. But then I'm like, fuck, I have all the weapons I upgrade, I have nothing. Yeah. So I don't know if I will ever go ahead and do that because I don't want to lose like I honestly have almost every gun in the game and have them almost all the max that exclusive upgrade yeah like I've done that because I've because I've literally got every like all Treasure, the gold yeah. all the things twice so like I'm almost completed every weapon that I can get and I'm like damn do I want to lose all, all your hard that? work yeah <laughs> like I mean it's just like because I'm still going in there and I'm still like I like a challenge. I don't know. Like, I eat a little bit of a challenge. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't know. But it'd be fun. I mean, I'm not going to. I mean, that'll I mean, help I, you get through that professional run. <laughs> I, that's the one thing. Now that they added a, a, an extra difficulty, because professional is still the hardest. Like, when I did Resident Evil 3, I did assisted, standard, hardcore, and then I did nightmare. And then there's Inferno. So there's five difficulties on Resident Evil 3. Did great on Nightmare until the final Nemesis form. I can't fucking beat it. And I was so mad. I played it in multiple... You can't... You basically can't misstep at all or you're one-shotted. Like, you just have to do perfect, perfect. And I mean... Is because it's like at what point does it stop being fun? And it's just like you're memorizing a, a pattern. Well, that's the thing. Like, the game was challenging... On Nightmare, but because I had upgraded weapons and because I was good, I've been playing the game, I did well. Like, I, you know, I died a, f- a few times and I had struggles, but not like this. It was like, it was like real hard, but not like insane hard. Get to the final boss and it was like, it's frustrating because I spent all, like, even on a short game, I spent all that time doing it and all this upgrade. I, I, I had to actually like give up, like, just like, you're <laughs> like, I'm done. Well, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, okay, I beat the game sixth. I'm on my seventh run. Like, I'm, I'm fucking, like, I just don't care. Like, I, I beat the game. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like, like with Resident Evil, it's like, do I need to, to fucking, now that they added hardcore, I was like, I will do one of the hard difficulties always. But like, to me, there's so many games out there and I'm like, I just don't have the time to sit and, I'm not 20 years old, you know, I don't have the time to do this. When I was playing Resident Evil 8 on like the hardest difficulty, when you're fighting Heisenberg in the, in oh, the, God. in yeah, the, yeah. in the mech form, yeah. I died so many fucking times to the point where I was like, I can't even do this anymore. Because just, like, he just eats the bullets. Like, yeah. it's just, like... And then, yeah. again, it's, like, a couple missteps. And, like, he still does an insane amount of damage to you. Mm-hmm. My wife beat it on, like, the first try. Jeez. <laughs> I was just Christ. like, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. <laughs> you just went and broke the disc. And yeah. <laughs> like, the game, we're not playing anymore. And she's like, oh, no, you... Because I, I never block. Or I never play any defense in any of these games. Oh, That's God. my biggest problem. <laughs> um... Well, speaking of games, we wrap up maybe a little game thing here. I did go back. There were a few games over the past couple years that I didn't beat that I stopped partway through because either, most likely, a big Resident Evil game came out and I just stopped because that's the only thing I'll do that for. I think, honestly, that's what happened. But When a Resident Evil game comes out, Miles takes off work. (laughs) I I do. I've taken off uh, at least a day or two for every single Resident Evil release uh, for the past five years, six years. Uh, which is hilarious, I know, but uh, it's fun. But so right before Resident Evil Four came out, I was playing Layers of Fear, the first one for PS4, which kind of ties in because now they relate or it was Layer of Fear. Now they've released Layers of Fear, 
on PS5. Like, I think they just released it out of nowhere, did the, did the trailer and came out, a, excuse me, a month later. Layer of Fear, Layer of Fear 2, and then there's DLC. The developers decided to remaster the games completely and do some, like, in-between stories and combine uh-huh. them into one big game. Have you ever seen these games? I what have they're not. about? No. Basically, it's all first-person exploration, and it's basically, like, an acid trip as the game goes on. The game fucks with you, like, things aren't real, things, let's say you turn around circles, you, the room's gone behind you, the room melts, things come at you, like, it's basically just, it, but it elevates as the game goes on. It's very slow at first, and then about halfway through, it just gets, you yeah. know, just progressively more insane. There is a story to each of them. Uh, I was 75% through when Resident Evil 4 came out, and I, you know, I, I sacrificed, and the first one stopped. So right after I beat Resident Evil 4, like, literally the, the second time through, the next night, I played Layer of Fear and finished it. So I did that, and then I went back and played Call of Cthulhu, which I was, like, 60 to 70% through, mm-hmm. and then beat that that week. So, in, so in, like, two, like a week ago, a week and a half ago, three games in a row and we tell even though i was probably through but i was like all right good i'm on you know i'm on all horror mind you but uh call of cthulhu was fun i'm glad i went back i looked at my trophies I'm like when did i play this game it was like april of 2021 i was like holy it's been a long fuck. time <laughs> i was like when did two years go by that quick like that i didn't play but i will say got a little too stoned when i when i played that game the Originally. last time i quit and I got trapped in this spirit world fucking level. And let me tell you, when you're stoned out of your mind with a fucking lantern trying to find a way out, it doesn't work. I can see why I, why I, why I stopped. But, uh, but anyways, so I've kind of been going through some of the titles now just to kind of pick up the pieces. Because I don't know about you with games, but when I play them, like, I got to finish them all the way through. I, I don't just stop games. Like, I, I got to I gotta beat them. I don't know. I got two hours into Zelda, and I haven't picked it up since. I gotta get back gonna, on that. I was gonna ask, but that was my next thing. How's Zelda going, or whatever? Emily's been playing it a ton. I play. I got through like the tutorial and like the main kind of like introductory like temples and stuff like that. And then for whatever reason, I just haven't. Maybe it's because of the trip and just like other shit going on. But like yeah. I haven't. I haven't played it since. And then I've already bought a couple games since then. Oh really? But yeah, but. I don't know. I, uh, Nintendo's got a huge year this year. They're remaking all kinds of shit. Pikmin Four is coming out this year, and I'm oh, just like, Jesus. fuck. I feel like that game was announced like a zillion years ago. Yeah, uh, but that'll be cool. I always, I always wondered if I get like I played one of those games once with someone, but when I was young, when the first one came out, I always like thought they might, I might be interested in those. You know, if you get, if you get it, the fourth one, I'll come. I want to watch you play. Oh no, I'm definitely getting Pikmin Four. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> you don't okay. need to worry. Oh, Rest okay. assured, oh, okay. I'm getting Pikmin Four. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I did spoil myself the other day, but I've only got to play it for two hours. Uh, I got AW Fight Forever. Thank so, God. <laughs> but and to be fair, like okay, so I've only played training and expedition like one on one because I'm trying to get used to it. I didn't even know the game was out yet. You it, already have. <laughs> it came out on Thursday. I bought it on Friday after work. It's it's. For how long the development was and everything happened, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Like, actually, like, the game, the controls feel, like, good. It controls well. Yeah. But then again, I haven't played a rest. Like, the last wrestling game I played was, like, WWE, like, 2016, and I didn't like it. Like, I think I ended up trading it in, like, two months. 
and then I knew there was a few years, and it was well known where the game sucked complete ass. Yeah, yeah. And like I think was it twenty twenty was like broken they, completely. Like the game didn't work. Didn't and work. Stuff. They gave up. They did the like battlegrounds thing, and then they because they didn't the, do uh it was like 2021 like that was yeah. the first time they'd never done a game yeah. in a year but i've heard 2022 and 2023 are actually great like some of the best games they've ever done yeah but i probably i don't know i just bought one wrestling game i don't wrestling games are a weird thing it's like it's like you buy one every five years like what do you really need do you need a new wrestling game every year i mean i, I don't know you don't, don't get me started on this i got in a big argument with one of my old roommates about why they need to buy a new fucking Madden game every year. I'm just like, cat, like... Well, especially, like, with wrestling, like, I could see, okay, so AEW Forever, like, they have certain specific, like, specialty matches, and WWE will put specialty matches, but when you're playing, like, a football game, it's like, can't you just download new rosters or things like that, you know? Like, These I don't... companies don't want to do that, though. That's They want to make their money, so they're like, fuck, we're not going to do DLC. It's like, you got to buy a whole new fucking game. That's why back when I worked at GameStop, in the back room, there were 500 copies of all the years of Madden just... That no one buys. Fucking, like, used copies stacked to the ceiling, like, taped together in bundles of ten because they're never going to do anything with them. They're yeah, because after and, that, yeah, it's they're, done. They're, they're, it's they're like worthless, yeah. I that's mean, why you walk into a fucking exchange and it's like, all right, there's a hundred copies of Madden 99 on N64 and that's all they have. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fucking horrible. I mean, what are you going to do? But, uh, but anyways, I'm playing, I, I played it a little bit. I, I want to try to get used to, uh, used to the game. But I've had it. I, I spent an hour with it late Friday night, and I spent one hour last night. That's all the time I had yeah. to play it. So, hoping this week to play that. But I probably won't buy any other. I usually only buy like two like brand brand new releases a year. Like the when it's the sixty dollar game yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Otherwise, I just wait because I always have something. I always have something to play. You know. I mean, it's. And um, one of them was AEW Fight for Hour. Well, <laughs> that made the list. <laughs> the thing is, for me too, like. I play mostly story games. It's nice to have something that I can just sit just down and play for an hour. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like when I was a kid. It was the Tony Hawk games or something like that. Like I just need, or even some of the wrestling games. Like I just need something that isn't like I need to sit down and be on this quest for hours. Like I just need like, oh, I played two matches. Like last night, I legit played three matches, and then I did a training thing where I was just and I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'm gonna go to bed. Like it yeah. was like it was, I didn't over invested or anything like that, but. uh but it's pretty good. I, I don't know. I'm going to play the story mode probably in like a week or something when I have some time. And we'll see how it plays. But but anyways, nice little fun distraction. But yeah. I, I might put some Resident Evil in between there. But anyways, is there uh, is there anything that you're looking forward to left from horror in, in, in 2023 for the next six months? I mean, I know we hinted at kind of things we were excited for in another podcast. Like films are coming out. But is there any, like one or two like standout things you think you're looking forward to? I don't even know what is really coming out the rest of this year. I mean, we talked about Insidious. There's an illustrious tenth film in a franchise that's coming out this October, which I'm excited to see. It's true. Um, it's, other than that, I I want to see Five Nights at Freddy's. I am intrigued. I didn't, I, watch, I, I, the, I didn't watch the trailer. I feel yet. like I need to watch. I feel like I have to do a show on it just because I know it's going to get clicks. So like I guaranteed have to watch it and review it like when is it regardless. Come out? It comes out the same day as Saw Ten. Jesus Christ! 
They come out the same day. Cause this is what I'm talking th- about. Th- that, that, garbage that, that, that's why when you were having that conversation earlier, I was like internally laughing because I'm like, fuck. Like, there's because the, they both come out like October 27th. What or these, what these and they're both at the end of the month. It's literally October like 27th or 28th that these come out. It's like, dude, why couldn't you do it at the beginning of the month or spread what's, it out? What's or, coming out the 20th? Like, what, what's coming, or like, you know, what's coming out the week before? Like, I, I don't know. It's just. It makes it hard for someone like me, even with the film pass, I'm like... Because you can only do one a day. <laughs> well, well, a week, on an average week, like, the most I've gone, I went one week, I went three times in a week, and it involved, like, I don't know, like a, it was like a Sunday, a Wednesday, a Saturday, or something, you know what I mean? Like, for me, and that's, like, I have to really fucking prioritize. Yeah. Like, going to God is a Bullet and Dial of Destiny back-to-back, I had to work my ass off for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday, so you stay time. over, so that I could, and then plan out taking the dog like and doing things so i can make it to the theater i mean i can't even imagine if you have a family or if you know this or that i mean it's how the fuck do you make it to the to the theater to see this shit before it's out you know i mean it's and that's why i don't have kids yet there you go yeah (laughs) that's why i gotta make it to the theater man i can't be having any fucking kids but i will say one thing that that's coming out that you talked about in the other one uh salem's lot hopefully hopefully they'll give it Because it's been pushed back basically a year, but they did put the runtime on Letterboxd because I watched the original Salem's Lot last night. I'm worried. The runtime run is just under two hours. That makes me Could they be doing worried. a part one and two, though? God, I hope, because it just seems... I don't know. I, that kind of makes me worried, and it also just kind of the constant delays... It's been delayed make, a year. ...make me worried because it's like, okay, is this just going to go straight on fucking Peacock or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then of course we still have not gotten David Gordon Green's The Exorcist trailer yet. I'm kind of surprised. Have. I'm I, I really think. Oh, could that be before Insidious this week? I'll That'd be find, a great I'll, drop. That would be a great drop. I'll find out. I'll find out Friday night. Okay. <laughs> so I'll find uh, out. I'm excited to see whatever they're gonna do with The Exorcist. I'm excited to see Salem's Lot. Two properties I absolutely love. Um, oh, I want to see that Talk To Me film. Oh, I want to see that. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, actually, I thought about that before we did this podcast. Talk to It's getting some really, really good reviews from people I like. That comes, I think, the end of July. It does. Yeah, I really want I think that's going to be a big hit. I think it's going to be a big, like, the big horror hit probably of the year, I, I think. Like, especially original horror, you know? Yeah. It's your, um, it's your typical <clears throat> A24, this is the scariest film you've ever seen. Yeah, really. yeah. But... To be fair, it does. The, the trailer hits. I mean, it, it looks pretty good. Yeah. But, uh... Some other random stuff. I mean, we'll see what the rest of this year holds. I mean, I talked about it on the last show, but the last voyage of the Demeter. Oh, I'm, oh I'm going to be I'm going to be headbanging on I, the way to the theater. I think that's... I, I, was, I, yeah, I was thinking, God, I was thinking about that, too, on the way here. I was trying to think of things. It's like when you're in the middle of the podcast, like, what was that? Yeah, I can't remember what. But, yeah. And that comes out in August, right? That Yeah, I think that's, like, August 11th or something. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be a great rest of the year for horror in general. I think there's going to be some really good gems. There's a bunch of games that have been, like, announced, unfortunately. I don't have a PS5 yet, nor do I even have the fucking time to play the games I have. But, like, you know, eventually all the Silent Hill games that were announced earlier this year. There's multiple, you know, they had no Silent Hill games for eight, nine years. Now they're like, oh, we actually have five in development. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh 
and and the original director and, and writing team for the first film is coming back and doing Return of Silent Hill, the film yeah, yeah. that's based on the second game. So I think that's going to be incredible, honestly. I think that's not probably coming out until end of 2024 or even later than that. So, I mean, that's not... that's. I mean, off, who even but... knows with this fucking, like, writer strike and shit, like, how much more shit's gonna that's get delayed. Tr- true, Which is, yeah. like, it's surprising me how, I mean, we talked about this already, but, like, how they're pumping stuff out so quick. Because it's like, thing. well, fuck, if you're not gonna have new releases again, like, why aren't you spreading this out more? Someone, so. Dylan, Dylan tried to argue me somehow, because I brought the exact same talking point about something. He's like, oh, it's, it's more technical than that, and this and that, and the marketing and all this, and I'm like, yeah. But if you release 250 fucking films or more, like, in 2023 in theaters alone, and then you only have, let's say, let's say the studios only have fucking five films from per major studio left to fall in 2024, what do you do? Yeah. Like, you could have saved, or even the indie ones, like, even some of these ones that Lionsgate is just pumping out some of the action films and stuff. Some of those that had, like, Gerard Butler or, like, the Guy Ritchie one with Jake Gyllenhaal, which I want to see... You could have saved those till the end of the year, beginning of January, and it's big enough stars. Those things would have made a fuck ton of money when nothing else was in theaters. Right. Instead, they made fucking $25 million. No one's going to remember them in a year, you know? I mean, just it, regardless of all the logistics of it, I'm glad you brought that up because it doesn't fucking make sense. They're putting all these films in theaters. Well, no, because like I, I ran into one of my buddies the other day, and I was like, oh, you're still working on stuff? And he's like, well, not now. <laughs> this is like... It's like literally actually having like ramifications. So yeah. there is shit that there is going to be a gap where we're not going to have good new releases. Like I'm sure they have some stuff in the wings and they're like, "Fuck it, we'll just put it in theaters." But like, but it know. doesn't. I don't understand. Like, like even even looking on Box Office Mojo, I had this argument. There were 39 films in theaters across America at one point. I mean, independent and other yeah, things yeah. like that. Why? <laughs> Nobody can, I mean, I, I realize that, that 15 of those were very limited release. Like, God is a bold, or other things like this. But wh- why? You know, I, I don't understand. Yeah. No one can go see them, and they're just going to get lost. But anyways, that's that's my 2023 rant. But uh, lots to look forward to still this year, uh, including, some, including podcasts here with us. Yes. Lots of stuff to look forward to um, as we continue this summer and – get deeper into the halloween season which has officially started so with that we'll be signing off for the show probably for the next few weeks we're gonna have some more buffer episodes to get us through till october um when it's gonna be full speed ahead millions of shows coming out all over so exciting stuff miles thank you for coming on the show as always thank you for having me i really do appreciate it. it's fun i always enjoy myself and with that, we will we'll see you next time. You gonna stay stay spooky, or am I gonna say it? Oh, I oh, I say it in the outro. Uh, I pre I record the outros uh, after this, but you can true. say it now. That's true. Because you're not gonna be in the outro, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, Midnight Miles wants you to stay spooky for once, so we'll see you next time, kids. That's about it for this time, you guys. I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Midnight Miles. Again, if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to my channel wherever you're listening to the show. And with that, I will see you guys back here again very soon for another episode of Buddy's House of Horror. So take care and stay spooky.